This is the Mach 1 Market Moment with the team at Mach 1 Financial Group in Northwest Arkansas. Back with us once again for the Mach 1 Market Moment. Thanks for tuning into the podcast as we talk investing, finance, and retirement with a great team from Mach 1 Financial Group. Joining me here on this week's podcast is once again Mike Frost. Mike, welcome in, sir. How are you? I'm fantastic, Mark. How are you doing today? I'm doing excellent. Thank you for asking. I always enjoy talking with you. You're such a happy, uh, exciting guy to chat with. And, and I think we're going to have a good chat today about something I know that you have been working on recently uh, over the last several weeks on some different things. So looking forward to getting into it today. If you've got a little time, let's chat Inheritance 101, shall we? Yes, please. Uh, so big questions, major questions when it comes to getting an inheritance. Uh, so I've got a few basic things here I want to run through. I, like I said, I know you've been dealing with some things here lately. So I know it's kind of a uh, top of mind for you. So most people, I think, worry about the tax implications, probably first and foremost. I don't know. You tell me. Are there some things that we need to know up front if we get an inheritance? Well, Mark, there's a double-sided coin here. As okay. we work with uh, clients, uh, they're planning for their retirement. And then if they meet an untimely death, what happens to their assets? So right. we're working with that side of it. And then Unfortunately, we do have to work with those that are inheriting some assets. Right. And one of the things we do find, the people that are creating the assets do consider a lot of times the tax implications. A lot of the times the folks inheriting the asset just see it as free money and really don't stop and think about well, what are the tax implications of me getting this windfall? Because for most folks, whether it's $10,000 or $100,000, it's brand new free money. Go ahead and take the tax and just give me what's left over. And that can be a real, real mistake. Yeah, and I know that we all want to, well, hopefully we want to try to set up uh, whatever we plan to leave behind in as tax-efficient way as possible, but sometimes things do happen. And obviously, you know, you want to make sure that you're working with your advisor on that because even if you... Obviously, you don't know about an untimely passing, but you still, if you're planning on leaving any kind of legacy, you want to make sure you're talking tax implications. And the recency uh, with the SECURE Act, the recent changes to some of these things are, are going to affect that. There was a, a great piece in there that the, the quote unquote stretch IRA, which allowed people to really kind of help build generational wealth. And that recent passing, uh, some of the changes in there, that affects that, correct? It absolutely does, Mark, and not many people are talking about it. So here's the setup. So if you have an IRA or a 401k, any money that's not had tax paid on it, and if you pass away in 2020 and beyond, and you leave that to someone other than a spouse or a disabled child, and there may be a couple of other exceptions, if you leave it to a son or a daughter, in the past, if you passed away in 2019, they would have had their entire life to take that out a little bit at a time. I'll use my son, for example, he's 26. If I had died, he would have his entire lifetime to take that IRA or 401k out okay. a little bit at a time. But in 2020, the government says, nope, you know, stretch is no longer there. You have a maximum of 10 years to take out whatever's in those accounts. And if you don't take anything out until the 10th year, 100% <laughs> of the taxes are due at the end of that 10th year. Yeah. You could cause a major tax implication to someone inheriting this and not even know 
that would be an implication. Yeah, and you know, you think about a situation like that, normally, Mike, you know, maybe we pass away, you know, natural causes, we're in our 70s or 80s, uh, our grown children are probably in their 50s, you know, 40s or 50s, so they're probably in their prime earning years, uh, and to get that tax time bomb would be pretty hefty. It couldn't really kick them up into another notch, so certainly something you want to uh, try to avoid. So talking with your advisor, working with a team like the team at Mach 1 Financial about uh, the changes that the SECURE Act has caused uh, here is something certainly you want to bring up and have that chat with. Now, Mike, what are some common, just common mistakes that you see people make with their estates that makes things more difficult for the heirs, for the beneficiaries? Very similar to what we've talked about, Mark, N- not considering the tax implications. They say, well, I'm going to leave my child X dollars and they, they can deal with the taxes. Right. Well, right now is a great time if you know you're going to leave a sizable estate to consider doing a Roth conversion. That means go ahead and pay the tax now while the taxes are lower. The Tax Cut and Job Act of 2017 lowered taxes and they're going to go back up in 2026. So now with taxes are on sale, why not go ahead and pay those taxes, put that into a Roth, and then when you leave that to an heir, they have it 100% tax-free. Now, they have to take it out within 10 years, but they pay no tax on it. So that's the piece that we see. That they say, well, I've done the work. I've you know, created this uh, estate for them. I've got this uh, wealth, and they can handle the taxes. Well, like you were just saying, if they're in their 40s and 50s, they're in some of their highest earning years, and they could kick them into a much higher tax bracket. And we know taxes are probably not going to be much lower if <laughs> probably going to be higher right. uh, after 2026. Yeah. Well, and some other common things to think about, and I see, I know we see this a lot, is just not making sure that you uh, communicate your wishes as, as well as update them, right? So, you know, make sure that you have the correct people listed because that, that you want things to go to, because that's often overlooked a lot of times, too. That, that is true. And there's a Supreme Court ruling, too. If, let's um, say, if someone has uh, had been through a divorce mm-hmm. and they had a 401k and they never took their ex-spouse off the 401k as a beneficiary. Right. If they die and their will says, give these to my children, but they haven't changed the paperwork that on the 401k, yep. the Supreme Court says, the ex-spouse gets yep. the 401k. Yeah, the uh, beneficiary designation really trumps all, doesn't it? It doesn't kind of really matter what. Yep, doesn't matter what you put on there, what your wishes are. If you don't change it on the right documents, uh, it will not matter. So, all right. So that's some common mistakes there from the person leaving it. What about the other end? Are any common mistakes that we see people make after receiving an inheritance? The the most common one, Mark, is just the fact that, okay, mom and dad, aunt, uncle, whomever, just left X amount of dollars. After the tax, I get Y amount of dollars. Mm -hmm. And they say, just give it to me. Give it to me right now. Without thinking about, you know, if you get that much money in one time, what does that do to you as Mm -hmm. far as taxes? If you're on Social Security, would that create extra tax on your Social Security? If you're on Medicare, will it increase your Medicare payments? So what are the other implications of receiving this nice blessing from this loved one could cause you some issues. So, um, yeah, that, that's the most common thing. Like, hey, it's free money. Right. Give it all to me right away. <laughs> and, and maybe uh, not thinking it through what you want to do with it. Sometimes when we get money, we think, man, I really wanted to get this or that item or something like that. And so maybe I, I've often heard a lot of advisors say when you inherit money, try to take a little bit of time to process everything and don't make any rash decisions. Um, what do you think? That, that is absolutely right. We recommend six months. Okay, good. Don't do anything with it for six months. Let it sit in a savings account. Better yet, I mean, and is 
before you even receive the money, go visit with your CPA, visit with us here, and let's create a plan. Mm. You just get this money. Uh, I have someone that we just, they just won a a million dollar scratch off in a lot. Oh, wow. And within six months, they're down to like $200,000 left over. Yeah. I mean, that fast money can leave you. That's true. You know, and it's, uh, my dad used to say all the time, he's like, if it was a good idea today, it'll be a good idea next week. So if you, (laughs) you know, if you still want to, uh, if you really want to get a, you know, the sports car or something, think about it for a little bit. If it's, if it's a good idea, it'll be a good idea later. So, all right. Final bit here, Mike, on our inheritance 101. Uh, Most important first steps for someone who just received an inheritance. Did we just cover it really by saying, just take a little time? Absolutely. Even before you accept the money, okay. before you get the money, see a CPA, see an advisor, get a plan in place. Okay. And then with some good counsel, then receive the money and then put that plan into action. All right. Uh, that would be, if you think about it, the person that left you that money, they've worked their entire life for it. It's a blessing. They could have blown the money. That's right. This is a blessing they're giving to you. And I would recommend that you receive it as that and then put it to good use. All right. Well, there you go, folks. If you don't have a clue where to start, that's some great places to start. Uh, A lovely thing about a podcast is you can re-listen to it. You can pause it. You can back it up. Uh, Maybe if the kids or the grandkids came in while you're listening and kind of got in the way and you missed a part, super easy to do. So as always, we appreciate your time on the podcast. If you haven't yet subscribed, please do so. Uh, Go to Mach 1 Market Moment. Just search that out on any platform of choice that you might like to use, be it Apple, Google, Spotify, or so on. And you can also just find it as well at the website, as well as learn more about the team at Mach 1 Financial Group by going to mock-onefinancial.com. That's mock-onefinancial.com. Or give the team a call if you've got questions or concerns at 479-876-2100. Mike Frost, my friend, thank you so much for your time this week. I appreciate you. Thank you, Mark. We'll see you next time here, folks, on the Mach 1 Market Moment. Mach 1 Financial Group, Inc. is a state-registered investment advisor with the state of Arkansas, Louisiana, Oklahoma, Missouri, and Texas and may only transact business with residents of those states or residents of other states where otherwise legally permitted subject to exemption or exclusion from registration requirements. Registration does not imply a certain level of skill or training. All investment strategies have the potential for profit or loss. Please see full disclosures at www.mach-onefinancial.com.